Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. Amen. Welcome this morning. Welcome this morning to the Lord's house. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. You know... You never know when your last day will come. Don't get quiet on me this morning. You never know when your last day is going to come. I need you to pray with me this morning. Pray for me. I got some news just a few minutes ago. One of the young men in my former church, whom I baptized and whom helped to nurture, actually he's my nephew, was just killed in a car wreck in Kentucky. And I I just need you to pray with me this morning. Pray for me this morning. Amen. But God is faithful. I said God is faithful to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask a thing through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I got a smile on my face because, as I said, not only was he baptized, he, he knew the Lord. He's a twin. He's a twin. I was able to witness to him during the time he was playing football there in Paris, he and his brother both came to church faithfully, ushered, he and his brother both, but it was something about him. And it was something about the Holy Spirit on him. And he accepted Christ in his life. And I was able to baptize him. Yes, yes, I'm I'm hurt, but I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing because he knew the Lord. Amen? Amen. This is Palm Sunday. Entering into Holy Week. Amen? This is the time that, that the church comes. All denominations. This is a high Sunday. Oh, y'all... I'm I'm talking to you all like I'm talking to a denomination of black folk, okay? (laughs) This is High Sunday. Now, Now, I know over in the Gospels, except for John, when Jesus was was sending out his two disciples and told them, go into town and tell them to loose, well, I won't say King James, I'll say the donkey and the coat. 
If I got any King James readers, you know what they said. And, you know, somebody might take that three-letter word wrong. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I, I don't know. They're a little slow this morning. So, uh, it said, when you go into town, tell them to, to loose him because my master needs him. Well, this is Palm Sunday. I started to go in the neighborhood and cut down some palms and tell the folk, loose them because my master needs them. Now wave your palms this morning. Wave your palms. Whether you don't have one, wave your palm. A -a Amen? Amen. It's Palm Sunday. We come to celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, because you've given us grace. You've given us mercy, Lord, to see another Lord's day. Lord, as we come today, Father, we just come glorifying you, magnifying you, and, and praising your holy and righteous name. Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. First, let me... Uh, thank my pastor, amen, for allowing me uh, this privilege, amen, to come and share God's word this morning. Uh, been in prayer for him. I will continue to be in prayer for him, amen. And God is healing him, amen. God, God is healing him and giving him his strength back so he can get back. And you know what was so amazing, though? Uh, as he began uh, and he went back, somewhat with that 13th chapter of Acts. I, that 13th chapter of beginning of Acts was amazing. Huh? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not preaching from there, but, but I, I just got to touch on that because the Holy Spirit was really moving. I, I, I said the Holy Spirit was really moving. Are, are y'all with me this morning? Okay, now you know how I am. Amen, so don't act like I come any different this morning. In spite of, regardless of, I come to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. A amen? So the Holy Spirit was truly moving in that 13th chapter. Amen. When, when, when you know, two of the disciples were sent, they weren't went. That kind of went over your head too. In other words, they, they were chosen. They were selected. Amen? And, and they were sent out. And then when they went out and they came into this little town, there was a sorcerer there. And, and I like that part, this sorcerer. And they came proclaiming the word of the Lord. And as they came proclaiming the word of the Lord, this sorcerer didn't like it. There was a pro-counsel there. Amen? And he was being drawn by the Holy Spirit to hear God's word. Did y'all release that much? Okay. So, so he was being drawn. Amen. To hear God's word. But this, this evil sorcerer, you know, he didn't like that. Because why? That would take some of his so-called power that he thought that he had. If they found themselves allowing God's word to be broadcast. So what happened was uh, when they saw what was happening, you know, 
they told him, John was with them at this time. Paul and Barnabas, John went along on the trip. Amen. It's good when you can make the trip for the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and, and so, you know, and, and told him, said, you know, you, you're evil with everything that you're saying. You know, and the Lord's hands upon you today. So, so, you know what? You're going to be blind. And blindness came over him. Amen. Now listen, church. You're not blind this morning. You're not physical blind. Amen. Because that's what happened with him. Because he didn't want to have some spiritual eyesight. Or should I say insight. <laughs> so as we come in God's house today, open your eyes, open your ears, amen. God has a word for you today. All right? And just, just maybe through the moving of the Holy Spirit, if you are or have been blinded, maybe you'll get some spiritual sight today. Is that all right? I'm not going to try to go back the same way. I'm still young, but I'm not going to try to go back the same way. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, amen, the message topic this morning. It's about a lofty celebration. A lofty celebration. I, I know most churches are preaching about Jesus coming in on the donkey. A amen. But God led me in another direction. He led me in another direction. So the question is, what brought you here today? What brought you here today? Was it the blood of Jesus? Is that what brought you here today? On this Palm Sunday morning, the blood of Jesus has brought you here today. Amen? That old song says, I know it was the blood that saved me. So why else would you have gotten up so early this morning and got dressed? And brought yourself to worship this morning if it wasn't for the blood. Because we never know what the climate is going to be here in Florida. Am I right about it? But whether the sun was shining, whether it was 80, 90 degrees, 70 degrees, whatever, you got yourself up and you came to God's house to worship a true and a living God. Have I got a witness this morning? This is Palm Sunday. I remember one time, I remember one time, I, I have to kind of imagine what Palm Sunday was, but I remember when I was in the military, I was stationed at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio, and, and, and they had a black expo there. And I went to that expo, and, and I was in the expo and they had all these booths that were set up and all these people were there. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, I heard all of this, this noise and everything. And they were chanting, Ali, Ali, Ali. Muhammad Ali had entered the building. And when he came in the building, he had his entourage with him. And they were yelling chants, Ali, Ali. Now you have to remember now, at that particular time, uh, he was the king in the boxing ring. He floated like a butterfly and stung like a bee. Oh, y'all heard that, didn't you? So 
that led me to, to kind of imagine somewhat it was like when Jesus came into Jerusalem and they laid down their coats and their palms upon his entry. Am I right about it? That's what the scripture says. So it's a lofty celebration this morning, but not of our coming king, but of the king who came and he wrestled with Satan for our salvation. So we celebrate because Christ was willing to travel a painful path through the streets of Jerusalem, knowing that he was going to face a wicked tribunal. He was going to face brutality and even death on a cross. But let me clear up something about this word lofty. Because this word lofty has a double meaning. It could mean patronizing, arrogant, or condescending. But it also can mean grand and, and noble, sincerely dignified. So today's celebration is all of the latter and more. Because today is a lofty, grand, noble, dignified, and sincere celebration. Because we come today, it is a celebration of our salvation which came through no other than Jesus the Christ. Can I get a witness this morning? We come today to rejoice. I have to rejoice. In spite of circumstances of life, I still got to rejoice. I got to come and give God glory. Give God thanks for the gift of salvation. We find his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It brings up familiar Bible story thoughts of all that cheering multitude of people. You go to Mark 11, Luke 19, and Matthew 21, and you find the stories. Some talk about the one donkey, some talk about the donkey in the coat. But regardless of the crowd that the writer was speaking to, Jesus made a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So we find here this heir to declare Christ as the Messiah. That's what it was all about. They were acknowledging that their Savior had come. What is our celebration all about? Woo, boy, four people said Jesus. What is our celebration all about? Why do we come to God's house? Why do we sit up in here Sunday after Sunday? Today, once again, is Palm Sunday. This celebration is nothing but a prerequisite, a practice session. That's what we got. It's a rehearsal. Because why? Before the play begins, they rehearse. Am I right about it? In order that they might get everything right for when the curtain goes up. Oh, y'all got quiet on me on that. So we come today. We're celebrating that day when we'll be in the throne room around the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
On that day, we find, and I want you to go with me scripture-wise to Revelation. Go to Revelation this morning, if you would. The seventh chapter, verses 9 through 12. Revelation 7, 9 through 12. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Okay, that's eight of you. I'm going to talk about the rest of you too. Revelation 7, 9 through 12. King James Version says, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds. I like that. Kindreds. Underline that. Underline that word kindreds. And people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Everybody say, Amen. Y'all used to be saying that, so say, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And everybody say amen. amen. Thank you. So as we look around the sanctuary, or even check Facebook Live out, we might wonder, where did all these people come from? Where are they going to come from? Because, see, in some churches, the, the worshiping has decreased. And because of COVID and Omicron and, 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 and Delta, they still are decreased. It's been tough, church, trying to navigate through all of these realities that has happened to the church. Some churches still have Facebook live performance then, but then sometimes you can't even tell how many people are on Facebook just by those that chime in and show themselves or make themselves known. And sometimes it's a very few. Sometimes you might have a, a Zoom meeting and not everybody show up. Attendance are the reminders that there's still a lot of work for all of us to do to build up God's kingdom. Some Christian denominations, according to this particular passage of scripture, because right before this passage of scripture, they're talking about that 144,000. Some denominations, I, I won't call out any names, but you are wise enough biblically to maybe have talked with some of them. They seem to think that the crowd that's documented here in Revelation will be made up of just them. Oh, don't act like y'all don't know who I'm talking about. But genuine religion knows something. They know nothing of denominations or divisions. John's revelation here says that the celebration here will be the celebrations of all. 
It's going to have a large crowd, innumerable, immeasurable, incalculable. It's a crowd that has been increasing since the time of the resurrection. And I want you to know today, that number's still increasing. Because see, somebody's mama's there. Somebody's daddy's there. Somebody's child is there. Talk to me here this morning. Somebody's wife is there. Grandmama is there. The question that I impose this morning, will you be there? Oh, y'all get quiet on me here. That was your opportunity to shout. But then this particular passage of scripture goes on and says on that day, stay with me now. Don't close yourself out. It says all races and creeds and colors will worship together. Kind of like the day of Pentecost when they were all brought together. Am I right about it? Kind of like that 13th chapter when he used, the Holy Spirit used those five men, two of them were of another color. Pastor said that. Y'all weren't listening. The scripture puts it this way. It says that all nations and tribes, in some translations, I like to use the word kindred again, and people and tongues. You see, it's hard to fathom this, I know, because we're so divided down here. Are y'all going to talk to me? You see, the, the, the earth here is a, is a giant theater of life and action with people that are separated by space and time. We're separated by our culture. We're separated by relationship. We're separated by national distinction. And we see each other as different. But I want you to know we're not different. But the heavenly population, let me get there, that John is talking about here, is going to be made up of people from all of these areas. You see, you don't have to be from an industrialized nation. You can be from a third world country. You don't have to be uh, able to read or write. You can be very illiterate. I'm talking about folk going to get into heaven. Okay, you don't have to live in a nice house and got all this money and everything. You can live under a bridge and still get into heaven. Because why the heavenly crowd doesn't have any distinction. There are no Brits, there are no Frenchmen, there are no Americans. There no, there's no black section or white section. Oh, help me here. Excuse my vernacular. There ain't no Baptist or Catholic. Down here, we, we have our own space where we express our preferences. But up there, where every day's going to be like Sunday, and Sabbath will have no 
in. Every day. I said this was a dress rehearsal. Yeah, every day's gonna be like Sunday. And Sabbath will have no end. One language and one people. But the question is, do you want to fit in there? Then we got to make it our business to develop a love for everybody, all of mankind. I ain't talking about a love for country, family, denomination, nor nationality, or even your neighborhood, for that's too narrow of a love. You got to have a love for all humanity, agape love. You got to love everyone with the same love that Christ loves us. When you were lost, Christ rescued you from the perishing. When you were sinking in sin, Christ threw you out a lifeline. When you found yourself buffeted by trials of life, Christ was your bridge over troubled water. He's the same for every man, woman, boy, or girl. I don't care if you're Japanese, Chinese, Lebanese, I know they sound some different knees that I'm saying. A amen? Amen. Some Russian, some Indian, Native American, Ukrainian, whatever. You want to fit in when you get in to heaven. You got to love everybody. So you got to practice down here what you going to do up there. Oh, talk to me here. Then John goes on. I'm about ready to take my seat. John, he then goes on and he paints quite a picture while he's exiled here on the Isle of Patmos. His words are a firsthand account coming down from God through the Holy Spirit and the voice of an angel. He goes on and says that he didn't take shorthand. He knew some things were going to be hard to spell, but he had to spell out every word. He had to make it plain as well as accurate for all of us to understand. And you know what? It's emblematic church. He gives a description of the highest. What he says is, if he had to record our worship today in our churches today, what would he write down? Folk don't bring Bibles like they used to. Folk don't enjoy the songs that are sung and even when they put them on the screen. Folk don't sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound anymore. So since they don't sing it, I ain't singing. Children have their own worship, but back in the day, children were in worship. Because why? They made too much noise in God's house. But the thing about it, the noise of the child is, that's the future of God's house. I love to hear children yapping and making some noise in God's house. It don't bother me no mind when children are, are, are making noise in God's house. I'd rather for them to make noise in God's house than out on somebody's street corner somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, John says that his heavenly vision that they stood before the throne and before the Lamb 
They were clothed with white robes and they had palms in their hands. They stood to acknowledge the moral goodness and excellence of their creator. They were clothed in white, which is a symbol of the purity that they inherited as children of their redeemer. They wear palms because that was a sign of victory. We shouted, be grateful for the snapshot. Be grateful here for this snapshot that, that he's given us this morning. Because what a celebration it's going to be like when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Yeah. See Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. That's what this rehearsal is all about. It's about rejoicing already. Claim your victory already. We ought to be grateful this morning. Then they cried out, amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor. And power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. What are you going to cry out today? How about everybody in the house just say, hallelujah. Because we find here these two bookends. It begins with an amen. It ends with an amen. So can I get an amen? amen. So if you read on down further in chapter 7. Revelation, you'll find out that this heavenly crowd in John's vision here is no different from us. They were marked by great trials in their life. They may have been struck with the same peculiarities that we have in life. Sometimes, sometimes causes John to ask, who are these people? Where did they come from? The angel says they came out of the great tribulation. Tribulation is the common lot of us all. Tribulation is like the sails on a sailboat. The darkest clouds only last for a time. And they'll soon pass away. And when they pass away, they will leave the air much clearer and much brighter than before. Tribulation comes and it inspires us to rise to a new spiritual level in our life. A new level of understanding. We ought not be where we once were when we first came to the Lord. That's what change is all about. So we come today because victory is ours. And if trials have taught you anything or two about the Lord, you'll fit right in this heavenly crowd in Revelation. You'll be able to shout Blessing and glory, and wisdom and thanksgiving, and honor and power, and might, and be unto our God forever and ever. But I want you to know here this morning, you don't have to wait till then. You can shout right now. Because if God has changed you from a sinner to a saint, you ought to shout this morning. If you've gone from bondage to liberty, you ought to shout this morning. 
If you move from covetousness to charity, you ought to shout this morning. If you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, you ought to shout this morning. If God has done anything in your life, you ought to shout this morning. Because why God has been good to us better than we've been to ourselves. And that's something for all of us to shout about. I may not feel like I want to feel. I may not have what I want to have. But I'm so glad this morning. Is anybody glad with me this morning that it came down through 2,000 generations, went to an old rugged cross, hung there all Friday, hung there Saturday morning, Saturday night, but early on Sunday morning, early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Is there anybody in God's house excited to know Jesus? So this is a lofty celebration. Whenever we come in God's house, we're to come to celebrate. Just rehearsing for the day that he tells us, well done. Well done. You've been faithful over a few things. Yeah, just a few things. You ain't been perfect, but you've been faithful over a few things. So come on up and receive your crown of righteousness. Yeah, every time we come in God's house, yeah, we ought to be rehearsing. Yeah, and you know what? What rehearsing does, you know, because I, I read some stories <laughs> of, of some of the Hollywood actors. They portrayed so many characters, they thought they were their character. Now, whether good or bad, good or bad, if we rehearse, <laughs> our primary actor, Jesus. I said if we rehearse the character of Jesus, the primary actor of the script, come on somebody, talk to me here this morning. Uh, we'll find ourselves becoming more and more like him. So it won't be no more rehearsal. This is who I am. <laughs> this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Love me or not, this is who I am. Yeah, I'm like my master. Yeah, I'm like my master. This is a lofty celebration, y'all. Yeah, so we got Holy Week coming this week, leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Some still call it Easter. I ain't mad at you. But I've grown past Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. And you know what? If I don't see Resurrection Sunday, I've been resurrected. Oh! You've been resurrected. All of us in here have been resurrected. Broke back up out of that old liquid grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So I thank God for this moment in time. If I don't get another one, I thank you for the day. Yeah, that I can come this Palm Sunday and I got something to shout about. Yeah. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's Word together. Until next time, have a great week.